0: A mentalhealthjourney.com. Hi, guys, it is Conor Stone here, the founder and content creator at A Mental Health Journey.com, and I'm delighted to be back. It's been a while since I've been talking to you. I've been very busy with finishing my current job, looking for my new job, and planning my move back to the UK. I came back to Ireland for what I thought was going to be a week or two, and it's been close to six months. So yet yeah, the podcast has taken a back seat but I hope you've been enjoying the content that I've been putting out there on social media and for anyone who signed up to Mindful August, my month of well-being schedules that I've been releasing over email, I do hope you've enjoyed it and it hasn't been too challenging. Today I wanted to get back and talk to you about something that I discussed in a blog near the start of all of this and it's something that I struggled with for a long time and it was definitely the biggest struggle of my dealings with depression and with mental illness and that is the, the physical side of mental illness and it's something that's probably talked about a little bit less than the emotional elements but it's so closely aligned that it's it's hard to talk about one without the other. Like the physical effects that anxiety and depression can have on our bodies is incredible as i said these have definitely been the most challenging aspects for me with my mental well-being and i can vividly remember the first time i encountered difficulties in this space and it was in 2016 i was volunteering with the dublin diocese in lourdes and for anyone who doesn't know Lords. It is a pilgrimage site in southern France where sick people go to receive respite from their illnesses. So the Archdiocese of Dublin brings a sick group of elderly people from Ireland there at the beginning of September each year and there's a group of volunteers that go over with them that look after them for the week. So I'm not religious at all but I went with my skill one of the years and it was just incredibly good crack. I met a lovely group of friends there, I met my girlfriend there um. So I had been volunteering there like for the next five years really. So in 2016 it was a little bit different and I was literally just in agony from start to finish and I had no idea why. I felt this intense pressure in my head and it just came and went randomly but constantly throughout the day And it literally felt like someone put a clamp on my brain and just wouldn't release it no matter what I did. I tried taking painkillers. I remember one of the pilgrims actually was trying to offer me (laughs) their own painkillers. And I was like, no, man, you take them. I think you need them a little bit more than me. Uh, I tried getting fresh air. I tried exercising, going for walks, stuff like that. And nothing would change it. So after a few days... And just talking to all my friends they're like you should probably just go to the pilgrimage doctor and see what happens because i just wasn't able to do my volunteering so i went to the pilgrimage doctor and described the tension in my skull and i had these pains in my arms i had fluctuations in my energy i had heart palpitations all this stuff um i really thought i thought i was in trouble and the doctor seemed to think so too he sent me straight to the hospital for a ct scan and so that i could get near the top of the queue i remember he wrote me this note and it essentially said that um i couldn't have a tumor on my brain or something really sinister and bad like that and he was like don't worry it's just so you can get in quickly for the scan it's not that and i was like well this has not helped my worries in any way shape or form i i had a bad concussion playing football that summer and i thought you know maybe, maybe it could be related to that, but my mind kept drifting to those more sinister places uh, the ones that the doctor was writing on the note. I really didn't know what it was, but it just felt so unfamiliar and so scary. And two hours later, the results were in, and um, I had a translator with me and he explained it to me. That's all clear. And first thing I thought was, Oh, fuck's sake, because. I wanted there to be something I didn't know what I wanted it to be like I obviously didn't want it to be something really bad but I wanted there to be something that I could act on that I could take medicine for have some sort of care for Um, I wanted just an explanation for my feelings and because I didn't know it, it just made me feel worse because I, I was like well what am I supposed to do I wasn't for another three years then and like uh, I mean like literally last year the year before that i really recognized what that was and i realized the discomfort of my week was now prizes for guessing, anxiety for anyone who doesn't know tension headaches are are just one of the common symptoms the physical symptoms that come with depression or anxiety or stress and other common symptoms include exhaustion, dissociation, fogginess, chest tightness, increased heart rate, twitching, sweating, general aches and pains, loads of stuff. The list goes on and on. With all of these things, no wonder you'd be feeling bad and struggling to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So this is why it can be so difficult when you're going through a bit of depression or anxiety or something along those lines. It's because there's these physical symptoms as well as the emotional ones that are going on. And I've experienced all of these, I get, well, not as much as I used to, um, but this time last year I was probably getting tens and headaches every day um, and it was really debilitating. I was struggling to get through my days with the, with the pain of these. I'd get chronic bouts of fatigue, um, I'd always have foggy mind, it would be a vicious cycle this time last year, when I was really struggling with these symptoms, you know, if I had a bad tension headache or if I was exhausted, then I'd start to think more negatively, which would make me feel even more depressed and I'd act out. And when I start to act out, I'd exercise less, I'd become less social, and therefore my physical symptoms were influencing my thoughts which are influencing my feelings, which are influencing my behaviour. And I would just go around in this cycle. And there's a um, diagram that we use in in cognitive behavioural therapy to show this, how it's all interconnected. So I'd feel a bit of depression and I'd have these physical symptoms, but then they would make me think more negatively and make me change my behaviour into a more negative pattern. And it can be very difficult to function with all this going on and that's especially difficult when it isn't visible to the outside world so it's not visible to the doctor, it's not visible to your friends or family, it's not visible to your colleagues or to people on your commute. Say my sports career, I've talked about it before, I've broken so many bones um, and yeah they've been painful, I've had lots of surgeries But afterwards, I'd always have a cast or or I'd be carrying on crutches. So people show me compassion because they can see the pain. So them, you know, make allowances for me and help me to settle into the environment that I'm entering into. But with mental difficulties, it's, it's secret. It's the pain secret. You bury it and you battle it alone. And no one sees it. So no one is out there to... help you when they don't know about it and my physical issues tended to fluctuate over time and they'd ease up or intensify depending on on what I do and what I don't do on a daily basis and it's taken me months to really work out what it is that I need to do or not to do to ease those physical symptoms Um, and that's what I want to share with you now So whatever you can connect with, whatever physical symptoms you can connect with, whatever emotional things you can connect with. Our exercises, our activities, our lack of activities that can help us to relieve those symptoms, they might be a little bit different, but we can use certain exercises to help us find them out. And those exercises to find them out can be the same. So I did this thing last summer and it was with the help of my therapist, he suggested I, I made this excel sheet called my daily check-in and I have a graph for this that I'll, I'll share with the podcast. In it I had a y-axis on the spreadsheet that had a list of dates, on the x-axis I listed a number of categories then that I wanted to, to keep track of on any certain day. And the ones I chose, and you can choose different ones, whatever works for you, were energy, relaxation, headaches, dissociation, depression, worry, sleep, and happiness. And then what I would do is every night or every morning, I would go to this sheet and I would mark each of these out of 20. High scores are preferable in energy, relaxation, and sleep and happiness. And then low scores are preferable in headaches dissociation and worry and then I'd have three columns at the end to help me work out what I did that day to make myself feel that little bit better that little bit worse the first was exercise and there I put in details of the type of exercise I did if I'd done any that day the next column I kept track of was meditation or mindfulness so I just pop in the amount of time that I've done meditation or mindfulness for or the type of exercise that I did and then lastly I'd have a notes column and there I put in any details that made a particular day stand out so it could be that I had a really busy day in work or I had had a few drinks the night before or I was traveling that day something that just points out to me okay why was there such a big drop off on this day or such a big improvement on this day so as i said i don't do this anymore but i did it for probably four months from last july up until november it really helped me to work out how i can minimize my physical issues and and live the life i want to things that i see is key for me is I start every morning with a cold shower that wakes me up and ease my tension and headaches, apparently. Um, I'm always more settled when I do yoga, so I try to do yoga two or three times a week. I've learned that volunteering allows me to dip into my fun side and, and helps me to feel more at ease, so I try to volunteer as much as I can, uh, especially with kids or the elderly, they're always great fun. I've learned that when I get up and I do a morning routine, like the one I talked about in in my daily routine before on my blog and my podcast, I I, I feel better than when I don't. So if I get up that little bit earlier, instead of taking the extra few minutes of bed and I do some stretching, I do some mindfulness or I go for a walk, I feel so much better. I've learned that if I ever go over two or three drinks in a night, I'm going to be worse for the next few days. So whatever I do now is I, I try to limit it to those or a lot of time I'll mix alcoholic and non-alcoholic beers or I'll just have non-alcoholic beers. Um, and i just make sure to, to exercise. Last year I was doing a lot of cycling. This year I've gotten back into running. So they're the things that I've learned work for me and they've really helped me to reduce my physical symptoms. Now obviously I take Prozac as well. Uh, I go to therapy. I do CBT. All these things help alongside that, but there are constants, and this was stuff that I wanted to see. What little additions can I make to help myself? And for you, maybe it'll be a little bit different. It could be nutrition's really big for you. It could be an exercise that isn't yoga. Maybe there's something that is different in your mindfulness routine. Whatever it might be. And now I do have physical symptoms. Don't get me wrong. I go into little ruts now and again, and. I feel tension headaches, I feel fatigued, I feel lack of motivation, I feel tightness in my chest, whatever it might be, but with what I've learned through these types of exercises, through that table of pattern drawing, I've been able to protect myself from the worst of that, I haven't felt nearly as bad as I did last year for a long time. You know, the physical effects that anxiety and depression can have on our bodies is incredible, And for me, they've definitely been the most challenging aspects of living with mental illness. But through these reflection practices, I have been able to work out how we can adapt and continue to live a full life. And I hope you can too. So whether your story is the same as mine or different, you know, hopefully you can connect with something here. And hopefully you can feel a little bit better as time goes on. So guys, that's all for me today. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And I look forward to chatting to you again soon. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, share it with friends and follow me on social media. So, guys, what a pleasure. I will see you soon. Keep well. A mental health journey